Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us on the show today, we have Mick and Elise of Advanced Bodies, a gym coming to you from Motherwell over in the United Kingdom. Guys, how are you today? What's going on? Yeah, good. Yeah, great, fine. Yep, so, yep. I am, I'm excited to explore this one and, and learn what we can learn from your experience. Tell us a little bit, before we get into the business side of things, guys, and, and the nitty gritty of what you do as business owners, tell us first and foremost what Advanced Bodies is. How do you describe this gym to other people? For me, it's an old school gym. Basically, it's no commercial. It's basically just been built for the bottom up, starting with very limited equipment and slowly but surely, if you're interested in something enough and enjoy the training, not so much the business side of it. If you're a trainer yourself, then it's not always about the money either. It's just about slowly building things up. Yep. Now, take me back a little bit. I'm interested in hearing how we got here in the first place. We'll get to what you do today and, and where you want to go, but take us back to, to the early days of Advanced Bodies. When was it? When did we get this off the ground? And, and what inspired you to start your own gym in the first place? Um. I used to run a community gym for 12 years, which was basically just, a, as you say, another real local place where a lot of people hung about the streets, whatever else, and I did myself when I was younger. So when I was about 23 or something, I went in and spoke to the community centre if I could get do a wee bit of, make a wee gym in the place, basically get people off the streets. Mm. So that started off very small, but... I was there for 12 years, and in that 12 years, it just kept building, building, building. Um, and I was still working full-time at that point, not doing gym stuff, just um, in a, a normal job. Uh, and I was a builder and stuff like that. But I've always had back problems, but I've still trained doing about as best I could. And I finished up my job, uh, my full-time job, um, because of my back, and after a while, I said, well, what else can I do if I can't do the building work so much now? And the only other option really was, was going to do um, opening a wee gym up. And yeah. It kind of just came along like that, you know what I mean? Um, the back problems didn't go away, but the gym's still there. <laughs> we, still, we still have the back issues nonetheless, but look back on that time. For a, for a little while, guys. At some point, Elise came on board and, and started working with us. But since you guys have have been owning and operating this business, what's been what's been the best part about being business owners so far, and what's been the most challenging part about being business owners? Um, I think maybe the most challenging thing for us was during COVID. Oh, that was hard. And that was a struggle. Um, so we had, yep. obviously the gym had to close, but with all the equipment that we had in the gym, we actually lended it out to all of the members in the gym. So we actually pretty much didn't leave any equipment for ourselves. We gave everything out for months and months. Um, and we still had, we've got a supplement shop inside the gym as well. So we were still selling protein and um, different kind of products right. from the gym, barely, but it was it was a tough time, obviously, mm. because we didn't know how long that was going to go on for. Um, when we did know the gym was opening, we still had to get all the weights back from everybody. Um, and and it was a lot of equipment. It was a lot of equipment that we'd, we'd given out. Yeah. Yeah, and you guys, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, there were three separate lockdowns throughout yeah. that time. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. And nobody knew when we were going to open, if we were going to even reopen. And at one point, we, we're in Scotland, also, right? At one point, the Scottish government decided they were going to open outdoor courts, whatever that may is, eh? So we had an outdoor training area, 
So we decided to open that outdoor training area up to the public again. Um, but that didn't go too well because the council says it wasn't an outdoor area, even though it was, and there was a lot of problems and hassles came for that. So we ended up just shutting outdoor area as well. Yeah. Um, which was, it was good to get it open for a wee while. But we had, we had it open for a, a good few weeks anyway. Uh, um, and because we were the only place that was really open for outdoor training, um, th we had probably about maybe possibly more than 100 people every single day showing up outside in the car park, um, queued social distancing. 30, 40 miles just to yeah. Yeah. training. So it was really, that side it was pretty good, but it was a bit hectic, yeah? It was hard to manage and but we got to meet lots of different new people we picked up lots of new members when the place finally did get the chance to open back up officially um but it was are good you guys are you guys above where you were from a membership standpoint now yeah 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 i would say so yeah so i think what's happened is because there's so many commercial gyms in this day and age yeah as like since i've been there in 14 years there's over 40 places opened in this area. There was very few gyms at one point, no? So I think what's happened is because we opened for a few weeks, you brought in people who wouldn't normally come to your gym. And then once everything reopened, we managed to keep some of the um stay some of the people's new members. They, they stayed rather than go back to their old gym. So that was a bonus. Yeah. Now we found these new members, guys. This you mentioned that it's probably coming from other commercial gyms or people just being interested in training with you guys. From a marketing standpoint, at least post-COVID, what have you guys done? Have we have we put any kind of money into advertising this or has it been all organic? Well, see, to be honest, yeah, I'm very old school, eh? so I do very, very, very well when it comes to promoting the gym at all. He doesn't really know how to use any social media platform. I didn't even know how to use computer Well, that's why we have some you here, right? And show him what a laptop was basically today <laughs> to get this <laughs> meeting up running. Um, but it's mostly kind of me that does the, the social media yeah. posting. And I mean, we, do some, we did some other things for marketing, you know, other than just social media. For years, we've had stickers for the gym. We have like clothing with the gym badge on it. Um, we have we have advertised in other ways. Yeah, and I get people ready every year for competitions, and I think that it can be a good thing and a bad thing because it can frighten people away as well because they get this impression that it's going to be all these big massive bodybuilders, blah blah, and that's a lot of rubbish. You know what I mean? So that can have positive and negative aspects to bringing new people in. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. And and any kind of marketing conversation we have, we need to be conscious of the message that we're putting out. Like you said, how do we connect with the audience that we're looking to target? Mm -hmm. And how do we do so in a way that doesn't cost us a ton of money and gets people coming through the doors? The whole point of it is to get people to come to the gym in the first place. At least you mentioned social media being a big part of that. How yeah. successful has it been in in getting some people, getting some new traffic through the doors? I would say since COVID, it's definitely attracted more people because people were aware then that we had our outdoor gym open and because so many people were traveling to come to our gym, we were getting you know a lot more followers and likes, um, a lot more people messaging and um, wanting to know more about the gym and what would happen if it were to open back up normally? Would we be running classes? Would there be PT sessions? Like, um, I think probably that was the good thing that came out of COVID. Um, it's it's kind of boosted that with us. Um, but I would say also, Elise is nearly 21 now, and she's been in the, in the gym for she's tiny. But now she's at a good age now, where she trains people, and she's a very good trainer. So that, Female side of things, young female, is also, I would say, probably helping as well now, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah. we had lots of people coming in saying, well, lots of females saying that they thought it was only males who trained in our gym. So we made a point of last year, we actually changed our logo 
of the gym. Yeah. It used to just be okay. um, a man and the, the badge, but we during lockdown, we actually changed it to a man and a woman. So when we started popping off new stickers and clothing and stuff, we made sure that the women were involved in that as well. And yeah, I think so that, somewhat of a rebrand just to, yeah, to change yeah, the perspective. Yeah. Okay. You mentioned personal training being an aspect of this. How much of a focus is that for you guys as you move forward? Are we are we looking just to get more members in? Are we looking to build out personal training as a service? Tell me about that. I've stopped the personal training when COVID started. I've no really went back to personal training, but at least there's quite a bit of personal training down the classes. Um, I don't know if I'm maybe a different age, I think different now, you know what I mean, as you do when you're younger, you know what I mean, whereas, uh, Or even is, is the thought in your mind to, to bring in any other kind of employees to help at least out in the future, other maybe um, group instructors, other personal trainers, things like that? No, I suppose you, it ends up being hassle so I think sometimes, you know what I mean, mine's is quite an easy going type of gym and, uh, I'm quite happy for at least the day of PT and the day of classes. Now I don't, I don't advertise to bring in any PTs into the place or anything like this. I know it was if you're a business point of view, that's what the audience, you know what I mean. Um, but for me, I'm at a different stage in my life than probably some of them, and I'm not chasing. You need the money. You need so much money coming to keep everything afloat. But I'm not chasing pound signs to you. No, and I think that actually quite a lot of people in our gym, gym do like that because our gym stands out from other people because there is only a few of us that run the place. There is only like three main workers really. And um, so everyone that comes in the door, they know who we are and they feel comfortable with us and they, they feel that they can ask us questions or ask for help. But I think if we brought too many new people in, then you're kind of just turning it into your standards commercial gyms that are round about us. But I think we're quite unique because it's just us as a wee group. Right. And that's, yeah, that's what I mean is like gyms post-COVID in your sort of model, maybe the solution isn't 500, 1,000, 2,000 members, but how can we help people with things like personal training or group classes or nutrition coaching, whatever it happens to it's look more like? Personal. If, you're, if you're seeing the same people out there, it's more personal. You're right. not just, you virtually you know everybody's name that comes into the gym. That's another bonus, isn't it? You, yeah, we know, we know everyone that comes through the door and a bit about them. And, you know, you could stand and have a conversation with someone in our gym for a long time and you just get to know everybody pretty well. Now, if the goal isn't massive, massive growth, Mick, talk to me about what your plans for this is as we move forward. What do you see as the future of the bodies? <laughs> there is next this week. is the future to our right, I see. He's looking for retirement. <laughs> no, the boys, it's not that I'm quite happy for us to roll with and I'll be the janitor. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got an old guy who helps us out, he's 75, and he's brilliant, isn't he? Mm -hmm. So I'll, he's not going to last forever, <laughs> and I'll overtake him and become the journey, I think, and at least can take over all the other stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, so let me turn I'll, that question towards Elise then. Elise, what do you see as the future of this business? Um, well, at the moment, obviously, the, the classes and things all kind of had to come to a stop really for COVID and um, because we couldn't have so many people in the same area and stuff like that. But we both kind of believe that the direction it's all going as classes. Um, so now that it's the start of a new year, I've started doing a different variety of classes at all different times in the day, just to try and attract new people. And um, I think probably out of, all the things you can do in the gym, the classes are probably one of the most helpful things because anyone can do them. Any level that you're on, whether you've ever been in a gym before or whether you go to the gym all the time, if you go to the class, you've got structure, it's time efficient. It suits everybody really. So I think we're definitely thinking going down more the kind of class route and 
um, more classes really. But we'll, we'll obviously still, the, the gym's the most important thing for me because I don't know where these people would go if we didn't have the gym. They've been there for that long and some of them are getting a bit older now. That, but for a business point of view, classes are definitely, gyms are know where the money is at all. But for a young one moving in, it's definitely classes. Yeah. And so somewhat of a, a transition point here in the business between how things have been operating for more than 10 years and where we see the potential, at least. Not necessarily yeah. where we completely change the gym to, yeah. but where we see opportunities yeah. here in the future. Yeah, definitely for the future and for the lease, it's more so the classes. Yep. Now, one final question to to start to wrap this up for us, guys. What do you think, hopefully we don't have any more lockdowns or any more pandemics, but what do you think could be some potential challenges or, or difficulty for you when it comes to growing this business into the future? I think definitely the competition that's round about us. As, yes, yeah, as my dad said, since opening that gym, has their own gym, Advanced Bodies. Um, there's probably been 40 or more gyms opening round about this oh, yeah, area, yeah. Um, which is a lot. So it's there's a lot of competition um, as to why people should choose to come to us and not other places. And people always think that we'll always be there no matter what, but without people, you won't be there, you see? So if people leave for a while or this or that, they'll say, I'm going to come back to your gym, I can't. But without the people, you haven't got a gym. So people always think it'll be there, but the reality is without them, you're not going to be there. And that's why, you know, you rely on loyal customers, people that are going to keep coming back. And, you know, all we can do is try hardest and just hope that everybody enjoys coming to our place. Yeah, well, sign us off here, guys. Give us that reason. Why should people go to Advanced Bodies and not... Your, your everyday commercial gym. What's what's the best part about Advanced Bodies? You'll definitely get more help. Um, you're not just a number. Um, and you can't beat that because you'll get to these commercial gyms or other places, you're only a number. That's the truth. You know what I mean? Whereas if you come to a small local gym, which has been there for years, you're, you're never just going to be a number. Yeah, you become part of a community. You get to learn lots more about the people round about you. My dad's got lots of experience in this industry compared to people that are maybe just starting out a business who have just came out of college or university. Sure. Um, my dad's got a lot of competition experience. Um, he's got trophies <laughs> to prove um, how much he's done. And Well, I think in my sometimes is obviously you've got to talk and walk the walk as well, you know what I mean? If you're a good trainer, that should rub off the people a little bit, you know what I mean? Um, too many people just talk the talk, but don't walk the walk. And that's the difference, I think. Whereas I'll train with everybody in the gym. Doesn't matter right. what they do. If I walk, if I see them on their phone, I'll go and tell them to get off their phone. And it's a different environment, eh? You've got to give them a wee slap in the back and head, get off that phone and that type of thing, I mean, if they're doing something right, you can help them out how to make it a wee bit better for them, you know what I mean? Just a wee tweaking their technique or whatever it may be. Yeah. So now, guys, that's a, that's a really, really good example of how things are different between pre-COVID and post-COVID. I think gyms like this, there's always going to be a a desire and a demand for for people to feel at home like they belong somewhere and like they'll get help from a community so that's a really good place for us to start to wrap our conversation up but in the short bit of time we have left why don't you tell our listeners the social media links that they can go to to learn more about advanced bodies guys where can people connect with you we're on facebook and it's just under advanced bodies and Instagram as well, it is just Advanced Bodies. And I have my own page as well, which is pt.with.elisebe. And that is where we keep the three pages quite updated with classes and what's going on. Perfect. Connect with probably Elise, not Mick. Connect with Elise on social media. Guys, this has been a bunch of fun. I appreciate 
your willingness to share and, and talk about both sides, what's gone well for you and what's been somewhat challenging for you as business owners. I'm excited to see what the future holds because it sounds like we have a, a changing of the guard here coming soon. So this business still has some energy to it. I appreciate you guys coming on and I wish you nothing but the best in the future. Thank you. Thanks very much for that. Cheers. Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Boards Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is Holly Richards, owner of Absolute Fitness out of the UK. Welcome to the show, Holly. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm really good. I'm super excited to have you on. Um, before we dive into the business um, and how you run the gym, first, tell us about what made you want to start the gym in the first place. Okay, so... um. I used to work at another gym as um, alongside working. I used to work for the NHS as well. So I used to work there daytime, finish at three, and then travel straight to the gym and work all the way till like nine, 10 o'clock at night. So it was really busy. Um, I felt like I didn't really have a lie. But initially, obviously, I wanted to do fitness, personal training, as my main my main income and my main job so I just worked hard as hard as I can just to be able to get into that position to take it that step further but um what it was once I started doing boot camps at another gym that I was working at um we just kept getting more and more people and the room that we had um at the time just wasn't big enough so me and my partner went looking first of all for a room just to do boot camps um and then that's how we ended up taking it that step further and becoming a gym so it wasn't really planned as such it was just um initially for a, a bigger space to do boot camps and get more people on um but yeah it turned into having the gym in the end but so that was the that was the beginning um, I was pregnant at the time as well, so that was like a bit of a risk. And I was like, "Is it the right time?" But it's never the right time when you're pregnant, is it? So, yeah, I ended up opening the gym, um, and uh, Bo, my little girl, was eight weeks old at the time. So yeah, yeah. wow, <laughs> that sounds like you had a lot on your plate at that one time. Yeah, but yeah, props so, to you because yeah, it's never the right time. I feel like you just have to to kind of leap into it, um, but. Yeah, that's amazing. So how do you describe the gym now? So Absolute Fitness, um, what's that involved evolved into, like the services that you offer now? Yeah, so like I said, we started off with the room first, um, which was supposed to be for boot camps, and we decided to just add some classes um, and get, and that's when we started getting other people in to do classes for us. But at the beginning, it was just myself running the classes and the boot camps, and I was working with PTs in that room. Um, we were able, I mean, after, after we opened, it was 10 weeks and then we were shut down for lockdown anyway, but after we got, got back into it, that's when we were able to add the gym area. So it was upstairs and we added two more rooms that we extended to create a gym. So at that time we were then doing classes, boot camps, and then we added the gym um, which allowed access for a lot of people, different people who didn't really want to come to classes. Um, and it just attracted a different kind of client base. So that was really good for us. 
yeah, that's awesome to see it kind of evolve that way from not even knowing if you wanted to have a business to now you own a gym to it's become this like amazing thing with all these different services. So that's really cool. Um, tell us how you've been able to grow your member base. So what sort of avenues do you go down for your marketing and advertising and, and growing the business? Um, so word of mouth is obviously a big thing. I had a lot of people who followed me from the previous gym, my clients that came to me. So they initially came and then a bit of word of mouth. We created social media accounts, Facebook and Instagram um, and created, we got somebody to create a website for us. Um, so that was one thing. I feel like social media is a, a big part of our marketing. Um, we do a lot of competitions and reels and posts just to get things out there, um, especially to the local to local people um we've all i've also done um radio radio shows so we try and keep in touch with the local radio to get onto there which i think is a really good um reach to get out there especially in the local area um and also in the newspapers as well so we've been in the newspaper a couple of times which i think is just really good for getting out there um, we've also done leaflet dropping, actually, which I do feel like the amount of leaflets that you send out, even if you get them two or three people that come and are interested, it's just a really good way of getting people in or putting the name out there, especially in the local area. Yeah, definitely. So out of all those things that you've tried, it sounds like you've kind of done it all. You've done the social media, word of mouth, newspaper, radio, flyers. What do you think has brought in the biggest return for you? Oh gosh, I would probably say um, word of mouth and social media top two. I would that's that's what I would one hundred percent say. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's really common. Word of mouth is great because it's like you know that the person coming in already has a great impression of the business and they're already excited to take the class because they heard of you from someone that they trust. And then social media is great because you get to target the person like right in their home um, and they're kind of seeing you that way. Um, even if they don't have a friend that's been in. Um, but tell me more about social media. So do you pay for advertising on there or is it mostly just organically posting? No, I don't pay for advertising. I have thought about it. Um, mm -hmm. And this is maybe something that I could probably learn a bit more about to see if other people have found paying for it has enhanced the business and the members. Um, but it's something I haven't done yet. I mean, we have only been open three years this year, minus lockdown. So we are obviously still learning about things. But um, yeah, it's just general posts, um, videos. We do fitness videos on there, just trying to um, entice people into watching them, save the posts so they can do workouts themselves and um, reels and things like that. So yeah, that's all we do really. Yeah, that's awesome. Is there anything like specific that's holding you back from trying paid advertising? Um, not really, no. I just think it's just something I haven't looked too deeply into yet. So um, I have, I did think about it um, for this um, coming January, but I just never got around to it. But I would definitely, um, I think I would definitely try it, yeah. Yeah, I've heard a great return from a lot of people on it, but it is like something that's going to take time out of your day and your busy schedule to put the effort into learning it. So it can kind of be a barrier if, if you're not you know, familiar with advertising and Facebook analytics, it, it can be a big chunk to, to sit down and learn those things. But um, tell me more about how you stay organized. So you mentioned to me, you're a mom, you're a business owner, you're a trainer. How do you keep on track? How do you, you know, plan your days? Um, well... I have to live with my diary, obviously. I wouldn't know where I was without that. Um, but yeah, um, I just try and schedule my day. Well, I try and schedule my month, actually, so I know exactly what I'm doing. I'll put reminders on my phone if I've got to do something regarding uh, memberships or anything like that. Um, but as long as I've got it all written down, I am pretty good to go. So... But yeah, normally my, my, my normal day would be go to the gym. Um, my partner would take um, both to nursery or I would, if I was at home, I would take her. Um, we do classes, early boot camps, then a few PTs. Then I'd come home, dinner time, 
maybe do a bit of admin, catching up on work, chill for an hour, make some dinner, and then go back to the gym then and um, get back to classes and PTs again. Gotcha. So you're doing a lot of the training yourself then too, so, correct? Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, I have cut down a lot on my classes. Um, I just feel like I'm very busy with PTs and boot camps. So although I've come away from classes more, more so at the gym, because now we've got the other guys there, which is really helpful, really good. Um, I'm just still quite busy with PT and, and do my own personal boot camps as well. Yeah, Which I think, to be honest, like it's hard to step back from doing that. I know you've got other side of the business to do, but I just feel like that's my passion. That's what I love to do. So I don't think I'll ever give up doing the, the PT inside, especially. Yeah, that was going to be my next question is, would you prefer to work, you know, on the business and not be in so much? Or do you always see yourself, you know, being a trainer in some capacity? Or what would it look like in the future if you could, if you could decide, you know, where your time went? I mean, I feel like I would probably get more out of the business if I had a bit more time to focus on that side, um, which in the future I am hoping to reduce it a little bit, my working actually physically in the gym so I can push that side of the business more. But like I said, I, I'm not one for sitting around. I don't like when I used to work for the NHS. I was always up and down, up and down, because I just hated sitting at a desk. So it's just me as a person. I really enjoy just being in there, being involved, meeting everybody, being around the gym, PT, boot camps. So I don't think I will ever give that up. Yeah, definitely. I, a lot of us get into this because we're not, you know, business people first or fitness people first. And so, yeah, it's maybe taking a step back would be good, but yeah, you never want to be totally out of the business because, you know, you started it because you love to train people and, and you love fitness. So I totally understand that um, side of it as well. So going back to kind of how you run the gym. So once you have members in um, and they're now clients, how do you keep them long-term? What are your strategies for retaining your current client base? Um, just keeping them happy, making them feel welcome. Um, and because we are a smaller gym, just making them feel like part of the gym so they're more than just the person that comes in I mean I think that's really our main focus everybody's really friendly all the all the staff really friendly really helpful and I feel like people um respect how much time we all give to them as a person as an individual rather than just another number that's coming in um so I feel like that's one of the main things that we concentrate on when when we are getting new members just making them feel really welcome and obviously just making sure that we provide a good service so they do they are enjoying it they're getting the results they want or you know they're feeling comfortable in the environment um and it just you know keeps people in and happy and like we say as well telling friends and that then attracts more people to come as well yeah, definitely. I think it's it's about treating people like they're part of the community and not just like a number, a card swipe when they walk in the door. Like it can kind of feel like bigger gyms. Um, so I think that's that's really what sets apart like the the smaller, you know, more intimate gyms that feel like a community. Um, so tell me about like your big long term goals. So we talked about it a little bit off air, but tell us like where do you see the business in the next three to five years from now? Well, we're just actually um, completing our latest development. And like I said, we started with the big the big classroom. Then we added the gym upstairs. Then we added the cardio room downstairs. And now we're just um, having a brand new uh, reception area with showers and toilets because our toilets are currently outside the building. So it'll be nice just to have toilets inside. And the facilities for showers because this does... It's a thing that I get asked all the time, especially with the early boot camps, do you have showers? Because I've got to get to work. So I think this will be a really good selling point for us, um, having them facilities. Um, and we're also having um, a brand new spin room as well. So that'll be have its own room rather than sharing the classroom where it is now. So currently that's happening and we're hoping for that to be done by the end of January, fingers crossed. Um, but moving forward from there, like I said, really, the only other 
um, way we could go expanding the gym is to expand the open gym upstairs and maybe um, put like a double floor in the main classroom. So we were looking at like saying about four to five years time, see how we get on, see how the members are increasing and then potentially go into that. But we'd like to also incorporate um, some kids classes, kids uh, like school camps and stuff like that for the holidays. That's something that we are looking to do within the next couple of years as well. Um, a lot more charity work. We want to get out there in the local charities um, and get involved with them. That's something. We did do something last year, um, obviously once lockdown was all finished and we got back in. So that's something that we really want to push towards for the future as well. Um, and also one other thing that we would like in the future is um, like a fingerprint um, access. That's something that we want. So we just give more access to the the members um, in terms of times, so they can they've got more availability to come and use the gym. Yeah, I think that that would be really smart. So what's like the most popular thing that you offer right now? Is it like the classes, the one on one, the open gym? Where do you see like the bread? Um, I would say classes mm -hmm. are the most popular for our members. We are currently about eighty percent women. Um, I don't know if that's because a female owns it and it attracts more women, um, but that's why we, we got the gym, the gym area, because we felt like that attracted more men. But I would say classes are busy. Um, boot camps are always um, full up. Um, I just think it's a really good way for people to start the fitness journeys and um, boost the confidence. So, yeah, I would say classes. I would say classes are more popular. Gotcha. So are you looking to grow now that like open gym area and kind of get more um, men in there as well? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I feel like over the last six months, we've um, tried to push the gym side of things out there a bit more um, just to attract more people and different, um, different variety of people, really. Um, mm. But um, I, I don't know what I was going to say then, sorry. Um, <laughs> lost it. That's okay. So what would you say is like the biggest challenge you're facing now? So you want to get to, you know, maybe like 100 more members or in the short term, like 40 more members um, and kind of increase that open gym space. What would you say is like your biggest challenge right now that's that's getting in the way of that? Um, probably the financial issues that everyone's having, rising costs, living costs. Um, I mean... Just before Christmas, we did get a few messages saying, you know, people have got to sacrifice things. And I feel like a gym membership is something that people would sacrifice. Mm -hmm. um, that's probably the biggest thing, um, you know, barrier at the minute. But I just try to explain to people that, you know, it's... Um, it's something that's better in your life, your, me your mental health, your fitness, and it's just something good for yourself. So just really think about losing it before, you know, you decide not to. But I would say that's the biggest barrier at the minute, just mm -hmm. the rising living costs. Yeah, I totally agree. I think when we go through like times of challenge and struggle, it's like even more important to take care of yourself and focus on fitness. Like your health is really all that you have. So it people are quick to, you know, cancel a gym membership, but then it's like, okay, but what are you going to do if you're not going to come here? Because you have to stay healthy. You have to be active. Um, so do you have like a background in sales or anything, or like who does the the selling when someone comes in or a customer wants to cancel? Um, do they go through you for that? Or do you have a team that does that? Um, no, they go through me. I don't have any experience in it. I've just kind of learned along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't feel like I've had any problems um, regarding, you know, cancellations or anything like that. Um, obviously, I'll always try and push for them to stay, but um, at the end of the day, it's up to them, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I do it all myself. <laughs> awesome. So, okay, going forward, you know, we want to get more people in the door. Um, we're dealing with kind of like the recession right now. Um, but it sounds like you have big goals for the future. Um, if you could wave a magic wand 
tomorrow and you have like the gym of your dreams, what does it look like? <laughs> um, well, it would, um, it would be a little bit bigger, um, more equipment, more gym equipment. I uh, just, we've got a bigger variety. Um, I wouldn't mind having a swimming pool. Ooh. Um, you know, them are the things that are always added extras in a gym. Um, but yeah, just, just a great, like just some great members and more, more members and just, um, yeah, I, I've lost it now. Oh, that's good. <laughs> a pool would be super cool. I feel like that's like more rare now too, to have like the whole pool inside of a gym, but yeah, that would be super cool. Um, and then what would your life look like? What would your day to day be different? Um, if you, if you had that? Um, probably a little bit more relaxed, not as much running around. Um, but like I say, I do still enjoy just getting involved and getting stuck in. Um, but maybe just pulling back just a little bit more, just so I've got more time. Um, just for putting ourselves out there um, and just working a little bit more on the business side. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, those are great goals um, and definitely attainable for you, it sounds like. But tell me what your biggest piece of advice would be to somebody who wants to open their own gym someday. A lot of our listeners are, you know, aspiring gym owners. So if you could tell them, you know, a piece of advice um, before they open a gym, what would that be? Um, first of all, I'd say... Um, don't be scared or nervous. I was heavily, heavily pregnant um, and my baby was eight weeks old when I opened the gym. So literally anything's possible um, and you'll just work around it and just get things done. Um, if you want it that much, obviously it's just, you'll just do it. Um, I would say a, a bit of advice, let me think. Um, just go for it, put everything in be as friendly and um, be as friendly as approachable as possible to all members because that's what keeps the gym running and that's um, that's the most important thing that you're going to need for your gym members. So just that that's the advice I'd give. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. Um, and thank you so much for sharing with us. And yeah, if you can do it with an eight-week-old baby, like anyone can do it, you're you're a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, but tell us, where can we find the gym? Um, like, what's your social media? What's your website? Um, share that with us so we can find you. Um, so our social media is Absolute Fitness Stoke. Um, our Facebook is Absolute Fitness Stoke. And the website is absolutefitnessstoke.co.uk. So very simple, all the same. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you, Holly, for being on the show today. Really appreciate everything that you contributed um, with to me and the listeners today. So thank you again for being on the show. You're welcome. Thank you. Awesome. Um, to our listeners out there, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and we'll be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lloyd's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily Newton, and joining us on the show is Chase from TaylorMade 
fitness. What's going on, man? How are we doing today? I'm pretty good. Excited to be here. I'm grateful. I'm thankful for being here, actually. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really looking forward to see, you know, what value you're going to be able to add to our audience today. I try my best. (laughs) Before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you guys have going on and how you run TaylorMade Fitness, tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people and what made you want to start your gym in the first place. Yeah, so um, our gym is TaylorMade Fitness and we're Starkville CrossFit, so we have a CrossFit affiliation. Um, We have... um, for people that come here that don't know what CrossFit is, usually I explain to them it's a, it's a workout done in a small group setting, and you have a coach there the whole time, um, usually done in about an hour. Uh, we do offer a few other classes that are a little longer than that, but um, in those hours classes, you'll have, I'll write all the workouts, so you don't have to think about what to do when you get in here. Uh, I have some mobility work, a little bit of warming up, some strength, conditioning, some days both, some days just strength or just conditioning, and then some days accessory, but we usually have some kind of cool down mobility prehab type work at the end and um, all this is done in a small group setting I think that what makes sense are, are a little bit different than most gyms is we write the programming and then I try to tailor it to each individual as, as best we can in a group setting in which which can be a task but um, uh, kind of how I got into this is um, when I first started I, I really didn't know what what I was going to do in life and I enjoyed working out I was a, I was a smaller person growing up and so uh, adding muscle mass and things like that was kind of something that was and one of my goals, and uh, as I started doing, um, I, I was going to school at Mississippi State, and as I was doing that, I kind of I got into working out and got started working at the gym there, uh, that I loved it, and got into the fire service, uh, and uh, and the fire service is what was the next step, and that's where I found fitness to help that job, uh, and then I found CrossFit during the fire service to prepare me for that, and as I started doing it, I ended up getting uh, taking a certificate course, getting that, and then uh, found out that, hey, this is that I enjoy doing and then uh, years later kind of left the fire service and now I run the gym uh, full-time yeah so I guess was it that love that you found for exercise like when you were in college and that was the reason that you wanted to start your gym in the first place yeah so um it was kind of uh when I was in college I I started thinking like uh I started learning more and more about it I wanted to know more about it and wanted to tell people about it and I think that's where you start saying hey I like something and I and I, I think you'd like it I want to tell you about it uh, and the more I grew and started learning, I, I found that people um, had had these kind of questions that they didn't have answers to. And I felt like I was trying to learn a lot of those answers and I could help people out with that. So from that point on, um, it was just I found the love of actually training people. Um, and, and I did that in the fire service, too. So I trained people. I was I was one of the shift trainers uh, or training officers there, too. So I, I ended up training people there for fire, like for firefighting as well. So I, I, I've always loved the, the act of training. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So let me ask you this. When you went to college for, was it exercise science? Yes, exercise science. Did you take any courses on business while you were in college? You know, I, I, I didn't really take any courses on business, which is the funny part. You know, you think, uh, it, and that's where starting a gym is kind of crazy because you usually start the gym because you like working out yeah. and nobody <laughs> prepares you with the business side of things. So that's kind of the, uh, I really didn't have that. I mean, we had some professional classes at the end but it was mainly learning certain types of jobs that are in the fitness industry gotcha okay so as a business business owner you've been an owner for quite some time now if you could pick two skills only two this may be a tough question um that you had to rely on for the rest of your business career what would those two skills be and why uh okay so two skills honestly um i i would pick uh like compassion, like uh, honestly, I like just having the compassion for others and the ability to communicate. I think that's that's huge. Communication uh, for us is is people. You have to you have to learn people. You have to know what they want, and it's hard to do if you're not really talking to people and kind of pulling information out. What you probably know from doing like, podcasts and things like that. So, uh, like the ability to speak to others um, and communication is really really big. Um, and uh, I would say, even though I I don't. <laughs> Uh, have it but structure organization like that's that's something like building systems I think that's a big one we don't we don't really uh we don't really uh, look into a bit but if you can if, if you can have these systems in place to figure out uh, to like help you like and developing around your day-to-day I feel like that's something that people don't do well and it's kind of like winging it type thing I would agree with that so like yeah. in your own words what's your definition of a system and you kind of just said it like what's your personal definition yeah, a system is something that can uh, can run like uh, on a on a consistent routine. I, I always think it would be that. So just systematizing things, making sure 
things are done the same way each time routinely very cleanly and just uh doing that over and over again okay that makes sense i like that answer too so let's talk a little bit about marketing side of things so let's say i want to move (laughs) to your city and i'm looking to you know start my journey out on crossfit Mm -hmm. how would i know how you got that you guys are out there yeah, so that's a good question. Um, we are, I've never really put a ton into the marketing as far as like paying for marketing and things like that. Most of my stuff is, we're the only CrossFit gym in town. If you Google CrossFit and Startful, yes. And so if you Google CrossFit and Startful, um, you're going you're gonna, to, we're going to pop up. We're, we're the one here. Um, so for that, that's kind of a big deal. Um, uh, we're really, we're, out, we're actually in a really good location, but we're tucked away, so you can't really find us. But most of the time for us, um, our our clientele come in based off of uh, our members. Our members enjoy what they're doing, and they want to tell others and share with others and bring others with them. So um, that's kind of how we get uh, get a lot of our leads. But being in a, we're in a university town, Mississippi State University, and in this town here, the cool thing about it is, is people come from all over. Um, and they've been doing CrossFit where they're at. When they come here, they want to do CrossFit here. So the other gyms that where they're coming from are, are marketing for us almost. Um, and so it kind of helps out that when they come here, they, they know about it and they kind of find us and reach out and find us. So, um, and then um, as far as if one thing we do a lot is we do a lot of uh, what we call a bring a friend week a lot. So we usually do a few weeks, a free week, a couple of times a year. And that kind of helps uh, people come in here and try it out for those that don't know what they're getting into. Okay. So... You're only CrossFit and gym, which I'm sure is is helpful. Google, yeah. word of mouth, and then also yeah. referrals. So, yeah, we have and we referral program. We have social media, obviously. We do a lot of uh, live Instagram, and but that's basically about it. I got you. Okay, so you said did you just say Instagram? Yeah, we have Instagram. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay, so keeping your goals in mind, I know we were talking earlier before we went on air about the goals that you have for this upcoming year. Is there anything that you think you would need to change about the way that you're marketing uh, your gym in order to hit that goal in a timely manner? Um, I think, and one of the things that I've got planned, honestly, um, is is trying to reach out to, honestly, previous members that were in the area that have tried it out before that maybe didn't go so well. I think that's our, like, you really want to try to keep the members you have here like happy and you want to, and you want to, you want to keep selling to them. And that's going to be where you're going to, you're going to save the most of my money reaching out and trying to get new people is going to be a little bit more expensive and harder to do. So those people inside the gym usually uh, will bring people. That's, that's, that's how we typically market. But if our product's good, people are going to want to tell us about, tell them friends and family about our product. But we have these people that have, and this is kind of my, my, one of my plans is we have these people that have been here before that tried it out. And maybe it just wasn't right for them at that time, but they did have an interest at one point. And so if they had that interest at one point, I'm sure the interest may still be there. So um, I plan on reaching out to those folks um, uh, here this throughout this year and kind of offering those times to come back in, try it out, give us another chance for, and then, and, you know, give them some offers to kind of help with that. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's, that's a, one big one. Okay. So kind of like a reactivation for people who have made, have come in to try the gym and didn't necessarily commit. Yeah. So like, well, we've, we've got, the, we got the leads like that, but we have people that have done like one month or, you know, uh-huh. two months or something like that. And they, and they tried it and they didn't know about it. And we've made, we've made changes constantly. So there's changes to the program. We're making, trying to make it more fun, changes to the equipment, changes to uh, just like events that we do here. So um, just reaching back out to those is, is one that I feel like is going to help us a ton, because like I said, they had that interest at one point. So mm-hmm. um, we just got to get reach back out. Gotcha. So it's just like just following up. Um, one quote that I really like is, is the fortune is in the follow-up. Yes. Sometimes the first, second, third, fourth, ninth, 20th. Okay. Yeah. And where people are in their journey is not, you know, you never know where people are at. So so like right now I may have this goal that I want to do this. And then, you know, uh, three or four months down the road, the goals are going to change. You know, uh, that's one of the things you have to keep in mind too, is because it didn't work right now. doesn't mean it's not going to work. Right. Exactly. Good point there. Okay. So let's say I'm an old member who came in for like 60 days. Right. And I want to like reactivate my membership. What would my client journey look like? Would you bring me back for a free class or like an assessment of some sort? Yeah. So what, what we're going to do is we're going to offer, um, 
uh, we're going to do a free, a free three weeks is what we're going to do. Um, and so if, if during that time, you, you should be able to kind of, okay, they can, they can know whether they like it or not. And a lot of times if you offer that, they're going to take you up on that, um, that first three weeks. So if, it, if it's, a, everybody wants to try something, you know, for free, uh, definitely. So that's why we actually do a free session for all members to try it out and give to try, but, uh, for anybody. Um, but I think what my plan is to do is to offer a free three weeks, uh, mm -hmm. just to come in, no commitment and just kind of let them know that there's no commitment here. Just give us another chance and see if this is the right fit. And if we've made enough, enough changes to kind of keep you here. Um, and that's kind of the plan with it. Gotcha. Okay. Mm -hmm. So three week trial, um, and tell us a little bit more about the other services that you're offering outside of the group classes. So I know that you guys yeah, do yeah. a little bit of nutrition coaching too. Yes. So we do nutrition coaching, both in-house and remote. Um, that's uh, mainly where you get a one-on-one -on -one coach. We're macro coaches. So we do like that. We work with okay. the macronutrients, the proteins, uh, fats, carbs. Um, and we'll do those throughout the year based off. We have, uh, we'll do like two week, every two week consults uh, where we'll have either Zoom or in-house. We'll come in discuss, and we'll give feedback forms, discuss what's going on with like lifestyle behaviors and things like that. See if there's anything we can clean up in that sense uh, and then adjust macros as, as needed based off of what we're finding and that feedback. Uh, and then we all also do that remotely as well. We have personal training clients in here, which is just going to be more of the one-on-one -on -one sessions. We do both 60 and 30-minute sessions uh, when they come in here. A lot of my personal training clients is actually kind of uh, been youth athletes right now. And so um, that, that's kind of a, been a, a big hit. And so we've been uh, doing that a pretty good bit. And then also the remote coaching. So those that are in town, I have clients that are in uh, like Alabama and Texas and things like that. And um so I have those that I do through through different apps and we meet monthly and monthly consults. That's cool. So would you say that there are any, like from the, the group classes, um, do people bundle that or is there a large percentage of the people that you have now also doing the nutrition coaching? Right now there is a, a pretty good bit doing the nutrition coaches. It's an add on to that. So it's just like, um, uh, we, which we, we give nutrition advice if people ask, like if, if you ask yeah. me, I'm not going to say, Oh no, you can't do this unless you have nutrition coaching. But, um, the actual individual prescriptions is, is where, and then the, the accountability is, is a big thing too. Uh, most yeah. of the times with this, it's just the relationship you have. Yeah. So would you say that the people who are doing like the group classes and that add on are the people that are getting the best results? Uh, if yes, what, what we find is that if you're doing the nutrition uh, correctly and following it uh, like, like you should be, you definitely see that, you know, we're adding strength. Um, and we're adding, you know, like the cardiovascular aspect of things, but where you look at as far as body composition and things, the nutrition is, is definitely a big one to help you reach your goals faster for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so speaking of goals, let's talk about some of the goals that you have planned for your business over the yeah. next like 12 to 24 months. Um, oh, yeah. By the end of 2023, what things would you like to have progressed in your business? Yeah, so we're looking at, um, you know, without everything, you're always wanting to increase clientele and your member base. And uh, one of our goals here is to net three clients per month, so 36 uh, for the year. Um, but that's just a good average number we kind of look at trying to do. And that, you know, that goes with both like at bringing members in and then also members that we might lose. So a total, we're actually going to take those in consideration, try to net at least at an average of three per month. Um, that's, that's one thing we're looking at. It's kind of a big one as far as membership base goes uh, from what uh, we also want to plan on doing some a, a development course or an internship course and that's basically with the university they have a lot of exercise science students uh, we'll have those that would be able to come here for a semester and then we have uh, then we have a lot of people in, inside that want to learn more about coaching and how to do it and uh, that would be a thing they could do and they would come in and i'm going to build a curriculum throughout that where we uh teach people how to do the the craft and the skill of coaching and um, and then we also kind of tell them some things. What I want to kind of get into at some point is almost how to, how to run like a business at, at, of coaching. So um, that's kind of a, a mindset too, because when we have these people, we have a group and it'll be a smaller group, but what we'll be able to do is we would see who's, who's going to be a perfect fit. If we wanted to do any hiring, we could take our pick from that group, but the ones that, that we don't have spots for those people, we can give them the skills to go out in the world and kind of make an impact or make a difference. And uh, I feel a lot of times in school and the like doing the education right now, it's you're learning a lot of the, the uh, actual science of things, but um, mm -hmm. not really the application of things. Yeah. And so if, if you can really learn that and learn, okay, Hey, here's real world things that we're looking at. Like, I know this is what a textbook says, but here's what real world stuff is going to be. And then 
Um, our third one, we, we, which we don't have uh, a ton of goals, we don't want to overwhelm ourselves. Our third one is going to be our bigger goal is going to be expansion of our facility. We have right now we have um, a building. The total building is around five thousand square feet. Um, we have a portion of that, so um, we're looking at we have a we we subleased to like a Pilates studios in the front, and I think they'll or at least it's going to be up in July. So uh, at that point. We'll make a decision where we want to expand it there, have a storefront, a place to bring it, intake members and things like that. And also uh, just have maybe a recovery area is kind of what I'm looking at. So we've got some cool stuff coming in the future. If I can create a better overall experience for the clients, I, I want to do that. Yeah, absolutely, man. So uh, it's about time for us to wrap up, but I do have one question for you. Um, yeah. Just tell us about like, what does the day in the life of a business of Chase Taylor look like? As the business yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so uh, waking up uh, bright and early. Um, I, I'm married and I have two kids. And I have two four-year-olds, so twins. Um, but uh, they usually, uh, I try to get up before them. Um, and this is on, a, I'll say this is a, an ideal morning. Some days it depends on how late I stay the night before doing work. But um, so a normal day, wake up uh, around uh, 5.30 or so. I like to do start my mornings off where I'm, I'm kind of having a little bit of me time. So I have, I read and things like that and kind of uh, work on education uh, and, and a little Bible time. Uh, after that, uh, I usually have coffee in there somewhere, uh, but uh, I'll start, I have a look at my remote coach uh, clients okay. and I'll kind of see if there's anything that they need changes to, depending on their day, uh, make sure everything's squared away from that. And from there, usually my kids are waking up and uh, I'll write a to-do list at that point of, of what I want to get done throughout that day and uh, for my task of the week and for the month. Um, and from there, my kids are kind of waking up, I'm getting them ready to go to school and we get them off, they have to be there and then I'll, I'll usually be at the gym we have a class at eight o'clock i'm usually not coaching that class but i may stop by in here or i may have to do um, depending on the task of that day i usually either do some kind of educational piece there and then after my educational people I, I try to learn something new um, throughout the week but after that i'll uh, i'll take a look at my business tasks and i have a list of tasks that need to be done and it's and it's never ending but that's okay because if you get to the end of that to-do list you don't have a job anymore so you have to keep that to-do list but uh, after that, usually I coach the 11 o'clock class. Uh, so that's 11 to 12. And then uh, after 12, I have a 12.30 nutrition consult uh, Monday through Friday. I have one scheduled for 30 minutes. And then I have personal training and other gym tasks. And I have those for that. You know, I usually work out at three. Um, and then uh, I usually have more personal training. So and I, get, I leave the gym around between five and six. And then I'm back home, be a little, I'll be home with the family. Yeah, I'm really trying to work this year on work-life balance and spend more time with my family and not really thinking about work. Mm -hmm. And so from uh, about, I don't really look at my phone or my computer anytime between six and probably nine o'clock or, or 9.30 when I'm getting in bed. Yeah. So would you all like to see your role in the gym change at all? So maybe less training, more time with your family, like you said earlier? Yeah, overall goal is to, to be able to have the, the gym operating uh, by itself, have my head coach run majority of the things. And then my ability to be, um, spend a lot more time with my family, which right now I, I'm, I'm pretty good about making sure that my family comes first. You know, um, I, I have, uh, I, I'm blessed to have the staff that I have here. Um, uh, they help out a ton. Um, but I, I make sure that I'm, I've always made a promise that when they were born that not, I'm not going to let this overtake them for sure. So, um, I've started with them. I've, I've kind of made sure that, uh, I want, I want to eventually get to where my, my days are shorter. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, but I think there's also another side of that. I think a lot of times with business nowadays, people are trying to rush into that too quick and they're taking themselves out of the business too quick. And that may be something that's like not heard a lot, but you know, they have, uh, the e-myth of that book that by Michael Gerber, that's the big one about making, you're working on your business, not in your business, but, and that people try to go there too fast. I feel like that's a common mistake. So you have to put the work in and you have to grind and kind of keep going to make sure that at some point you can step out of the business, but you just don't want it to be too early. Yeah. And one last yeah. question. I know I said that was like the last. No, you're good. No, I, I, I'm fine with that. Yeah, you're good. But uh, what are like, what are some signs that you would look for that? It's like, okay, it's okay for me to take a step back just a little bit from the business and let it, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I think a lot of times it's, I, I judge by um, about, I, I guess I judge by what I'm, what I'm doing at home. If, if I, if I've got a lot on my mind uh, about work and things like that, I have to sit there and I'll go, okay, I have to take a minute and I'll write things down. And I go, because 
if all this stuff's in my brain constantly, I usually take a step back and kind of write these things down so I don't forget them. But then at that point, I'm like, all right, I have to start delegating or figure out some other way to do this because this is not something I want in my life. So I have to, I, I always sit there and I play this little game where I, I write down what brings me energy and what takes away energy. Um, and it's like, if it's something that excites me and I, and I enjoy doing it, it makes me a better person or a better gym owner or father of, then uh, I do that. If it's something that I, that doesn't do that and uh, or gives me, brings me stress or anxiety, I so either try to get rid of it or delegate it. So um, I usually kind of measure that with how how I'm feeling as far as like stress and things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Chase, this is a really good place for us to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, please tell our listeners where they can find you. Yeah, for sure. Um, you can check us out. We have our website. It's going to be startful-crossfit.com. Uh, we're, we're on Instagram underscore Taylor Mays Fitness. Uh, we also, I have a Taylor May Fitness. I mean, I have an Instagram of uh, Chase Taylor Made Coach. Uh, but you can check us out on all those platforms. So. All righty, Chase. Well, thank you for so much for coming out today. And also to our listeners, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.